a very good day to you. My name is Apostle Timmy Evans, the Senior Pastor of Grace Grand Christian Center, Accra, Ghana. You have come to the hub of spiritual upliftment, where your spirit and your soul will be lifted with undiluted word of God and spirit-filled worship. Continue to listen to enjoy today's episode. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our anchor partners. You can become a member through these three major channels. Visit at at underscore events on Instagram. Select view shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events missions on Facebook. Select shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events dot life. Choose donate or sponsor an episode. When you sponsor an episode, we will give you a shout out. And when you also donate, we will also give you a shout out and send our prayers to you. It is very important that we all contribute whatever we can to the spread of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for the privilege you have given unto us today. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praises. You deserve it all. We appreciate you for your love, for your grace that is abundant over our life. Be thy exalted, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. This is the day you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it in the mighty name of Jesus. I begin to bind every form of demonic interference against the destiny, against the finances, against the marriage, against the life of your children and i pray oh god that you pour out your grace you pour out your favor and your blessing upon us today in the name of jesus christ that even as we walk through today when we walk under your guidance we will walk under your leading in the mighty name of jesus so that we will not dash our feet on the stone set by the adversaries You will not allow the rod of the wicked to fall upon our lot today, lest we put our hands upon iniquity. Shine your light into every darkness in our path. Give us hope. Give us strength. Give us grace. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Make this declaration with me. Say, every evil blanket covering my life, be supernaturally removed in the mighty name of Jesus. Demonic blanket covering my destiny be supernaturally removed in the name of Jesus Christ. Say, O Lord, set my spirit free from the secret place of darkness. O Lord, set my spirit free from the secret place of darkness in the name of Jesus. Strange Pete holding me down I release the blood of Jesus into you. Swallow your owner in the name of Jesus Christ. O Lord, condemn the principality and the throne that has condemned my life. In the name of Jesus, say, O God, go into the deep and redeem my spirit. Redeem my soul, redeem my destiny. In the name of Jesus. Say, blood of Jesus, Declare liberty and freedom for my life today in the precious name of Jesus Christ. 
oh lord let the spirit in the blood of jesus bring liberty to my destiny bring liberty to my soul in the mighty name of jesus and lastly you say lord let the spirit in the blood of jesus go to war and win on my behalf in the precious name of jesus christ i walk in the light i walk in the glory of god the favor of god is upon me the mercy of god speaks over me against the judgment of my adversaries as i step out today i step into my miracle helpers are not getting tired of me in the name of jesus christ in jesus precious name we have prayed amen good morning to you and your entire family it has always been a great privilege for me something i cherish so much to have me in your home to have me in your kitchen your sitting room in your car to have you listen to the word of god from this stable while you are driving your car i appreciate you and i pray that the lord will continue to keep us growing in him he will continue to bless you in all your endeavors please don't forget to share these messages to your family and friends it is my prayer that god will glorify himself in every area of our life in jesus precious name amen we started this week we, we've been looking through we've been looking through the journal of king solomon to see what sort of wisdom we can pick from his life you see the journey of life to make it and be successful in it there is need for you to have someone who is giving you direction when you come to a new environment you come to a new terrain you need someone to guide you you need a guide if you are a tourist and you go to a new country you can't just be roaming about you need a tour guide somebody who will tell you the rules of the journey tell you where not to go tell you where it's safe and tell you where it's not safe every day we wake up is a new opportunity that god has given to us to make better things out of our life to make better decisions to choose rightly to make good friends and to make good decisions i see every day as a new opportunity so you need direction every day because yesterday is different from today today will be different from tomorrow and tomorrow will be different from the next day each day comes with its own blessing and its own trouble so there is need for us as God's children to be devoted to the study of the word of God because that is our roadmap is the only thing that can bring us to a place of excellence today we continue looking through the journal of king solomon the book of ecclesiastes we are looking at the chapter 3 of the book chapter 3 of the book of ecclesiastes speaks of something i love to talk about most of the time 
and because I love talking about it, there is a chance that today's episode might be a little bit longer, but I pray it is not. Time is something that we do not control. Time is something that God did not create. God created seasons. Man created time. And without time, we are limit man has limited us to 24 hours in a day. God is not limited by our timing. The man, the time, you see, every man's creation is always leaning towards limiting himself or limiting another man. Whereas God created the season, he did not put a limit on it. He did not put a time on it. We have 24 hours in a day. And because of that, there is little you can do within that 24 hours. And this has led a lot of people into rushing to do things working hard every day without resting doing their best to win in this fast-paced life they want to win in the rat race they want to compete with everybody and make sure that they still maintain their success within the space of that 24 hours but what did Solomon learn about time in the life of Solomon, he was the richest man, he was the greatest king of his time and the great, greatest king of all time. What was the lesson that God taught Solomon about timing and seasons? Ecclesiastes chapter 3, we are reading from verse number 1. Solomon, in his wisdom, he said, There is a time for everything, there is a time for everything a season for every activity under the heavens so there's a time to be born a time to die a time to plant and a time to uproot a time to kill and a time to heal a time to tear down and a time to build a time to weep and a time to laugh a time to mourn and a time to dance a time to scatter stone and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. What King Solomon is trying to say is that in the design of God, everything has been programmed. Everything has been programmed. There is time for everything. There is a time to put something on the table and there is a time to remove it. King Solomon is talking about the fact that there is an appointed time for everything. There is an appointed time for every situation. So you are listening to me this morning and... You are dealing with some challenges in your life. You are dealing with some issues in your life. And these issues are really hitting your soul. There is it's energy draining. It's draining your spirit. It's draining your soul. I want you to understand that God has time for everything. 
one of the things that the devil usually do to us is that it will make us to rush it makes us feel like all the prayers we have been praying all the supplications we've been submitting to God and even all our praises to him are not being accepted by him whereas you see when you pray God has an appointed time and because God is not bound by our own timing is not bound by our 24 hours God existed outside the time he exists outside the creation of man so you cannot use our own time to bind God so you receive a promise from God and God said by this time tomorrow I will do this for you by this time tomorrow may mean our tomorrow time by this time tomorrow may also mean by God's tomorrow's time. And God's tomorrow, because it's not bound by any time, God's tomorrow may be next year. God's tomorrow may be the next one hour. God's tomorrow may be next one second. See, God is not bound by any time. God does what he does for us when he chooses to do it. And that is God's time is our appointed time. Our time the time we set for ourselves, the date we set for ourselves. By the age of 35, I must be married. By the age of 27, I want to be married. By the age of 40, I finish having all my kids. By the age of 40, I should be rich. And those are the things we set for ourselves. But God has his own appointed time for everything. In order for us to be able to live the kind of life that is peaceful, that is joyful, that is contended, we need to be able to align ourselves with the divine timing. God's time sometimes may look a little bit delayed because God does not work with our own time. I know people who waited for years and they didn't give birth to their children until they, they become 50 and 52 or 53 or so. That was the time God appointed for them. And God knows what is good for everybody most times we don't know what is good for ourselves god knows what is good for everybody there was a time i was struggling with god in ministry i was asking god a lot of things there were things that i wanted to experience in ministry with a kind of grace with a kind of anointing that god has given to me and with the kind of people god has used me for one-on-one and even online there were things I also there were expectations that I also have from God not from the people I had expectations from God and when those expectations were not being fulfilled my faith began to shake so if I come to you most time I begin to encourage you I begin to talk to you about how to keep your faith about how to stay strong doesn't mean that many of us have it easy we don't have it easy some of us are speaking from a place of experience some of us are speaking from a broken place some of us are speaking from injured place a place of scars so it's not as if we just sit down as a pastor and assume everything somebody has once told me that oh you pastors you will just sit down there and just be talking about faith faith and faith as if it's that easy to have faith 
if you go through what I've been through, you will not be speaking the way you are talking like this. Always encouraging me. Talk to God to do something for me within the next one hour. So I told him, listen, my brother, calm down. You got to listen to my own part of the story too. This is the process that God always passed through. You cannot rush God. You cannot put a limit on God. You cannot give God an ultimatum. You give him an ultimatum, most times he's going to fail. Sometimes if you give God an ultimatum, you challenge God and the thing came to pass. Rejoice. Be happy. It means that was your time. No man has the power to put an ultimatum on God. I told him, relax. I've been through this. I've been through this. There is nothing in this world. There is nothing in this world that many pastors have not been through because pastors are human beings too. Pastors are not angels. The, the fact that we are called into ministry, what many of us are doing is because it's because we are caught into that faith and it is our job it's our calling it's our mandate to encourage people to help people grow in the Lord there are a lot of men of God who are struggling with temptations struggling with trials and tribulations of this world there are men of God who carry sickness in their body and they are still doing the work of ministry I had a friend who had been sick for years but he's still, he's still doing the work of the ministry. If not for God, he would have been dead. But God is keeping him alive and he's still impacting lives. So a lot of us pastors, sometimes we, we also go through our own pain. Some are having marriage problems. Some are having financial problems. Some are having troubled marriage that they can't talk about. Some are having troubled finances that they can't talk about because if you talk about your troubled finances you look like a beggar some are going through sickness in their body constant infirmities in their body and they are praying for the sick the sick are receiving healing they are praying for the oppressed the oppressed are being delivered some men of God have been oppressed every night have been attacked every night by the powers of the enemy the fact here is that We've all been through what majority of people are going through. So when we are speaking and encouraging, we are speaking from a place of experience. God has a time for everything. And my prayer is that the appointed time for your marriage is coming and it will not be delayed. The appointed time for your financial breakthrough will not be delayed. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Just keep holding on to God. Keep trusting Him keep believing in him keep holding on to faith because one thing i know is that the time that god shows up is always the right time the time he shows up is always the right time so you apply for a visa and you are denied and you've planned you've you have expectations you 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 have a lot of things that you have planned ahead of time hoping that your visa will be your visa will be granted denied you prayed you received prophecy about a visa and it failed sometimes you will think that this application you applied is the one you received the prophecy for it could be the next application that the prophecy is for so you have to understand that god has his appointed time and 
until we are able to align ourselves to God's appointed time, we may never be ready for the blessing that he wants to release unto us. Verse 9. What do, what do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in his time. Do you understand? God has made everything beautiful in its time. Everything is beautiful. When you plant maize, by design, by three months, you will harvest. When you plant beans, by three months, you will harvest. When you plant coconut, some coconuts can take two years. Some coconut can take three years before you are able to harvest. So say you, you planted a maize. Your friend planted a maize. In three months' time, is harvesting. And you planted cashew. That three months' time, your cashew tree is still very short. It has not grown much. And then you are sad that your friend is harvesting his maize at three months. And you wished that you were able to harvest your cashew at that three months. It does not work like that. One of our greatest problems is that we, learn, we like to compare ourselves to our classmates. And there is this thing that people do most times. They, they say uh, old school association, alumni, and then they create WhatsApp groups. And everybody on that WhatsApp groups will be posting their achievements on WhatsApp group. Most of the people that feel the need to announce their achievement in the open, they are not achieving anything. They are either riding on the privilege that were given to them by others, or they are just faking it. Or they are doing it, they have it, but they are doing it to boost their self-esteem. Believe me, anyone who flaunts their wealth online looking for validation from people, they have issues. Real rich people, they don't flaunt their wealth online. They don't flaunt their they don't they don't they don't buy a car and record it for people to see. What is the essence of recording yourself? wearing a new clothes and showing the world if you are not an influencer who is doing that because you've been paid to advertise the dress what's the essence what are you trying to tell the world that you are that clothes that you bought that you are showing the world i give you three years it will be useless it will be useless it will be it will be out of out of the trend that's the reality. So they start oppressing others with their pictures on the WhatsApp group. Most of my alumni groups, I I I, I opted out. I, I don't have time for, for such 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 lifestyle. I removed myself. So if they need me, they have my number, they will call me. And whatever contribution I need to do, I will do it. So there is no need for anyone to be oppressing others with their achievement everybody have their appointed time everybody have their appointed time 
and God makes everything beautiful in his time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning to the end. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is a gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing can be taken from it. God does it so that people will fear him. Whatever it has already been and whatever we have been before and God will call the past to account. And I saw something else under the sun. In the place of judgment, wickedness was there. In the place of justice, wickedness was there. And I said to myself, God will bring into judgment both the righteous and the wicked, for there will be a time for every activity, a time to judge every deed. God has an appointed time for everything. I also say to myself, as for humans, God tests them so that they may see that they are like the animals. Surely the fate of human beings is like that of the animals. The same fate await them both. As one dies, so dies the other. All have the same breath. Humans have no advantage over animals. Everything is meaningless. All go to the same place. All come from dust and to dust all return. Who knows if the human spirit rises upward? And if the spirit of the animal goes down into the head. So I saw that there is nothing better for a person than to enjoy their work. Because that is their lot. For who can bring them to see what will happen after them. No one knows what happens after we leave this place. No one has gone to the grave and truly returns. We've heard a lot of stories of people going to hell and heaven, coming back to tell us how heaven looked, how hell looked. Many of them came back to say they lied. They have never been to heaven. They have never been to hell. Many of them said they had a revelation. But one thing I know is that there is a soul of man that leaves his body and embarks on a journey when he dies. I remember the first time I had an experience that made me enter into coma for five days. All the five days, the only thing I could remember was the things I saw before I became unconscious while I was sleeping I was hallucinating and I saw myself in darkness and a lot of people are trying to pull me into the darkness and that was the last thing I remembered because I went straight into coma from my sleep because I had from my sleep 
I went straight to coma because I was poisoned. I after the poison I slept that night. I didn't know I was poisoned. Then I started having stomach upset. Why having that stomach upset? All I can remember is that I was asleep and I was dreaming. So I was being pulled into the darkness and a lot of things were happening in my body. I, I felt my soul left me and then that was the last thing I remembered. And the time I woke up, I woke up in, I remember being put in a, in a car to be rushed to the city because it happened in the village to be rushed to the city in the hospital. I thank God I did not die before I was rushed to the hospital. And I spent three months plus in the hospital. I was lying down. I wasn't able to walk. And God saved me. So what I saw during the five days of my coma, I could not remember. I could only remember what I saw before I went to the coma. And then, what I saw before I woke up from the coma. When I was waking up from the coma, I saw myself being pulled out of the darkness. And I know that being pulled out of that darkness, it wasn't me because I was not able to pray. I wasn't a prayerful person. And I know for a fact no one was praying for me. I know for a fact no one was praying for me. I had the friends I had were not born again. Even though that time I was already born again, I was one year, I was about three years old as a Christian. But I fell into a sin that led to the poisoning, which is going out to party with friends and drinking and all that. And I saw myself being pulled out of that darkness. And I didn't see anything in the darkness. All I saw was just headless people. A lot of people who were were also dark. Because it's in the dark, you can't really see anybody's face. And they'll be touching you, they'll be dragging you. So I saw myself being pulled out of that darkness. And I heard a voice that I'm giving you a second chance at life. Go and save me. When I woke up from that coma, that was... Immediately, I realized the revelation I had. I didn't even know. I thought I was, I was asleep. I didn't know it was already five days. So when I woke up, I woke up with pain all over my tummy. I woke up with pain all over my body. My body is paralyzed. I could not raise my hand. I could not raise my leg. I was just lying down there, and my body was very weak. So right from there all I could do I started praying God have mercy on me God have mercy on me I knew when I woke up I knew it was God that pulled me out of that darkness and then I remembered my doctor then was very kind to me there was nobody there to pay my bill my doctor was very kind to me they were taking care of me I was on liquid for a very long time I spent three months on that hospital bed spent three months on that hospital bed it was my church that was taking care of my people three good months three good months 
was after three months. One morning I woke up and I was able to walk. I was able to touch the wall and be able to walk. My village, I was already proclaimed dead and nobody even cared if I was alive or not. From there, when God saw me through, I moved on with my life and I left the past behind. I left everything behind. I never looked back. So, if you are out there, you think you are going through a lot. Because of that, you want to go and kill yourself. You want to commit suicide. You want to go into depression. You want to you want to give up on life. Let me tell you, many of us went, we, we entered into this ministry because we were called into it. And being called into it, we have been trained with the problems of life so that we can know how it feels for you to be able to stand some, somewhere and say you want to encourage people. And if somebody like me could go through and come out of some of this heavy problem, there is a chance you also come out at the appointed time of God for your life. I knew there was a place after you die. There is a place because I experienced it. So why waste your time on this earth? Because whatever we do here is what will carry us home. If God didn't give me a chance, if God didn't give me a chance and I did not wake up from that coma, I knew where I would be. I knew I would be in thick darkness, being tormented by demons in hell because it was sin that led to my death. But I thank God for the second chance he gave to me. And I was able to right my wrong, made a decision that day to continue to serve God, to be faithful unto him. No matter what happens in the journey, I will do my part. I will do my best to be faithful to him. So that's why I prefer to do ministry genuinely and wait on the blessing of God because I knew what I saw. My prayer is that God is going to give you revelation from this experience I've just shared with you. I have a lot of experiences and I am not the type of person who gives up on life. So you don't have to give up on life. You don't have to give up. If somebody like me could make it out of that five-day experience, that darkness experience, you are going to make it out. Just understand that there is an appointed time for you and when that time comes, your miracle will happen for you. You see, the God who made a covenant with me that time and told me that he made a, he gave me a second chance and he wanted me to go and serve him, I left everything I was doing Immediately I came out of that experience. I left everything I was doing. I went straight to Bible school to go and study. And I became a minister of the gospel. And since that time, over 22 years now, God has been faithful to me. And for 22 years, I've not been on salary. And God has been taking care of me. So he has been doing his part. Your own part is what you have to do. Allow God to do his part in a way that you want to do his part. Don't rush God. Don't run ahead of God. Just fold your hands 
sit in the boat, let him drive. At the appointed time, what you are praying for will be given to you in the name of Jesus. I pray you'll be able to share this for all your friends who are currently thinking of sinking down to the darkness of depression because things are not going the way they want. That singular experience that happened to me taught me a lot of lessons that in life your true family are the one that God appoints over you the one God said they should take care of you your true family may not be your biological family because I remember what happened to me I remembered I was abandoned at the hospital nobody came to pay my bills and that taught me a lot of lessons I never looked back since that time grateful that if those people didn't do what they did, maybe I would not know my what in the presence of God. So understand that you are not the only one that life has hit, but that life is hitting. Many of us too have been hit by life. It is well with you. I bless you with the blessing of Abraham. I bless you with the blessing of Isaac. I bless you with the blessing of Israel. In Jesus' precious name. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our anchor partners. You can become a member through these three major channels. Visit at at underscore events on Instagram. Select view shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events missions on Facebook. Select shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events.life. Choose donate or sponsor an episode. When you sponsor an episode, we will give you a shout out. And when you also donate, it, we will also give you a shout out and send our prayers to you. It is very important that we all contribute whatever we can to the spread of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to today's message. Please share with your family and friends. Follow me on Instagram at at underscore events i'm also on tiktok at at underscore events i'm on youtube at at events missions see you in the next episode